Welcome to the Hillbilly and the Hipster. My name is Chad McCool. I am the lead pastor of First Southern Baptist Church of Westminster, Colorado. And with me, as always in studio, is my brother from another mother, Andy Crow. What? How's it going, Andy? I'm great. How, what's up with you, man? I am in God's country right now. I am somewhere between Louisville and LaGrange, Kentucky. Just absolutely beautiful. It is a beautiful part of the country. I've spent I've spent some time there through the years. Um, out here, the mornings are getting a little crisp. But the fall is definitely in the air, but the blessing and the curse of fall in Colorado is that it lasts about two days, and it's probably going to snow anytime now. Yeah. So we we had flurries. So what? Well, let's go back to fall. Uh, my drive up Sunday was amazing. Like I I for. I've always thought this country was be- this part of the country was beautiful. It's great to drive through almost any time of the year, but I forget how when the leaves start changing, you know, just that drive isn't near as bad from from home to here as it could have been. Just I mean, just an absolute gorgeous view. But yeah, talking about Chris, we leave the hotel to go to training. We have to be there at eight thirty local time here. And uh, this morning it was 30, uh, 33 degrees. Oh, wow. It's not been that cold here, but it's been in the 30s in the morning. It's been crisp. You know, our neighbors to the north are sending whatever wind they have down down through here. We had some flurries the other day. Next week is going to be going to be rough because we're outside for a lot of the training. So you'll uh, you'll hear way more about next week's training on on next week's episode because layers just dressing layers. Well, as you know that that OC spray man. <laughs> up, bro. <laughs> well, yeah, it's fall and and um, I'm hoping praying that we're at the church I pastor. We're gonna have a fall festival on the on the we're recording this on the 19th and in 10 days. October 29th, we're going to have a fall festival. And the, the uh, problem with Halloween, if you will, this time of year in Colorado is it could be 70 like it was today, or it could be seven and snowing. So I'm, I'm holding out for a nice 55 on that Saturday because we're going to have an outdoor event. And I think just praying, praying hard for some, uh, some clear skies and, and mid 50s. You could even do partly cloudy in the 50s, and I think you'd be okay. But Dude, I'm pumped for your event. Uh, I love fall festivals. I love trunk or treats. Um, So the last two years, the Sunday, last year, Sunday was Halloween. And the year before, it was the Sunday before. Um, It's Reformation Day, sir. Sorry, Reformation. (laughs) But, uh, you know, as family pastor, I would let my kids, if you were grade school or younger, because that was my cutoff for a children's church or kids jam is what we called it you know if you were kids jam age or younger you came to church in your costume and we would have a kids jam halloween party so we would have you know we would do a, a small lesson and there would be games and i would sugar the kids up and send them home would you call it a halloween party yeah, yeah, I did. Um, now, I guess we'll talk about that a little later in, in our topic today. But yeah, no, I definitely called it a Halloween party. 
Uh, and then last year, I definitely wore my Halloween costume to church, um, which I guess I will post on our Twitter account. Well, I might uh, I might start posting some show notes, and I have that picture. I might post that picture in the show notes if the, I start uh, typing show notes. Yeah, you should do that. <laughs> but yeah, so we'll we'll get that picture of me and my Halloween costume posted from last year um, as the the Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh yeah. But so the cool thing about that is I forgot that that October is Pastor Appreciation Month. So so Chad, I I definitely appreciate you. Well, thank you because although I don't think any members of my church <laughs> listen to this podcast, I've I've only been appreciated by one couple in I'm, my church this month. So this is always a downtime for me because I remember when I was on social media, I'd see guys, including mutual friends that we knew, post every day what their church members were doing for them. They bring in cookies and all these treats. And I was like, dude, that's too much. I just want a thank you card. So I tell you what, side story. I had a lady in our church. Uh, her daughter was part of my youth group. Um, she's she, she was a cook, man. Uh, and Asian food, like she killed it. And so every, every year for, for Pastor Appreciation Month, along with a card, she would always make me and my wife dinner. And it nice. was just the best thing ever. And it always made me happy. But I didn't realize, back to my Macho Man story, that they were pulling me and Dave up in front of the church to appreciate. Oh, for Pastor Appreciation. Yeah, so here I am dressed up as Macho Man. And one of the elders comes up. He's like, hey, could you bring the kids over at the end of service? I just thought he wanted to parade the cute little kids around in their costumes. Sure. And and maybe they were going to give them candy because I had candy for them. So I thought that'll be cute. Let's do it. Nope. I walk over and then I'm standing there next to the jolly green giant, you know, Dave, who is six foot seven, <laughs> six foot eight. Was he in costume? No. I was going to say, no. was he a jolly green giant? I mean, his face is scary enough as it is. Dave, if you're listening. Oh, poor know. Dave. But yeah, Dave, so I got he, nothing to do with this. He's up there, and then you know, one of the the one of the other elders were like, "If that weird guy in the cowboy hat could come up here too," and so I got pulled up in front of the whole church in my Macho Man costume to be recognized for for pastor appreciation. <laughs> well, I still got a couple. Of, I still got two Sundays left. Uh, I'll let you know how Pastor Appreciation Month goes. I've kind of written it off. Well, I appreciate you, and I will send a strongly worded email to the staff at your church. <laughs> well, I have a couple of things. First, I have a mea culpa, because if you listen to our last episode, apparently I've discovered that I left about 10 minutes of dead air at the end of the episode. So well, oh, um, what is a mea culpa? Could you stop <laughs> big words? You know where I'm from and where I'm at right now? That's your homework for between this and next episode. You must learn what a mea culpa is. Hey Siri, what is mea culpa? This is riveting radio. Well, she's not even going to answer me. She doesn't know. <laughs> well, I left about 10 minutes of dead air on the last episode. So uh, I apologize for my, my editing, my lack of editing skills. I don't know how that happened. That um, since I, you know, I recorded last week. The other thing is, 
Congratulations, Andy, because in the, the three years or so that we plan to do this podcast and in a couple of months that we have done it, this is our 10th episode. Hey. So we got to measure milestones. So this is our 10th episode. Never thought we'd be here. We started from the bottom and <laughs> we're still there. 10th episode. <laughs> We've got, you know, nine listeners, including Dr. Ashley, because now Dr. we're on w- Apple. Dr. White, because we're on Apple. That's right. So speaking of uh, Mia Culpa's. <laughs> Maybe I'll figure it out from this. Um, so you preached last Sunday. Most you're, preaching, you're preaching this Sunday. I am. They asked me to come back. I preached last Sunday, and you would have thought English was not my native language because English failed me in the pulpit last week. Um, That's funny because I failed English. Man. <laughs> they were they were joking that it was from all the oxygen deprivation I had from being at about eleven and twelve thousand feet the week before. Well, but, I'd have ran with that. I mean, I'm not running anywhere, but I'd have ran with that. Ooh, <laughs> what's uh what's your biggest what's the biggest faux pas? What's the biggest I I, I think when preaching, uh, and I don't know if this is true of everybody in ministry, but a lot of folks I've known and I suffer from this is I, I suffer from I'm a master putting my foot in my mouth. But what's uh what's the biggest blunders you've had in the pulpit while preaching? Well, um let's just go ahead and start with last week you want to start with last week let's start we might as well start fresh you know the memory's getting old for me i'm an old man now so i get up in the pulpit and i you know i'm I'm preaching uh in mark um and now it eludes me uh rich young ruler you're preaching on a rich young ruler Uh, rich young ruler say english english is hard people (laughs) hard is english so yeah, I was preaching on the rich young ruler and, and I meant to say, well, let's start again. I was preaching on the rich young ruler and, and you know, you scan the, the sanctuary as you preach and you go left, you go center, you go right, okay? And you find something to, you know, to look at there to engage people. Um, and on the right, there was this family that has uh, two what look to be middle school age boys. Now keep in mind, this is not my home church. I'm filling in. Um, and so I am talking about how uh, the rich young ruler had a heart issue um, and there was some reluctancy in him and my throat starts to get real dry and scratchy uh, and my tongue feels like it's sandpaper and I need to take a drink. I have my water right there by or at the pulpit with me. And I know what you're thinking, Andy, you spilled the water, didn't you? No. No, I didn't spill the water. I wish I would have spilled the water. Spilling the water would have been so much better. But what I did was in the back of my head, I said, you know what, Andy? Because that's what I call myself, Andy. <laughs> Makes sense. I said, you know what, Andy? Push through this phrase. Get this thought out of your head. That's a good time to pause when you're done. And then you can take a drink. And then I answered myself. I said, you know what, Andy? It's not a bad idea. So I'm doing this. And I was like, he was this and he did that. And why are you being as, and I wanted to say reluctant, but reluctant is not what came out of my mouth. Somehow my tongue got jumbled uh, and I made eye contact with the middle school boys. That's important for this. I didn't make eye contact with mom or dad or, or some of the older individuals that are on the right side. I made contact with the young boys uh, and reluct and instead of 
then reluctant. I said reluct. Um, another word used for fecal matter. The S word. The S word. Reluct. Shoot. Um, and I immediately, like, there was a slight pause and recognition that, man, I had messed up. And so then I came back. I was like, reluctant. Uh, he was reluctant. Why are you reluctant? And immediately shot my head back to the other side, which was full of older individuals. Um, so I got a lot of questions. One is, I want to kind of suss this out. They don't even sound alike, those sounds. What was going on in your head? Nothing. Like, I was talking to myself in my head. But like my tongue got so like, I don't even know how it happens. Like it doesn't make sense to me. I was like devastated. And the good thing is I don't think many of them heard it. I know the boys did because their heads like whoop and looked at each other. Um, mom or dad didn't like nobody else's facial expressions changed except mine and them. So either they're like, bless his heart. And they just felt bad for me. Or they're like, I don't even know what he said. Because, you know, I'm not wearing a mic. I'm not mic'd up. Oh, no, you're going, you're going old school. Yeah, it, uh, but I was just dev. I mean, I, I grabbed the water. I took a drink. And I mean, I moved on quick. So that's probably my biggest one in the last week. Three months. Yeah, the last <laughs> week. But I mean, if you're gonna mess up, might as well mess up big, I guess. I have a, I've had a couple, like a maybe I don't know, four or six weeks ago. I uh, we have about three or four stairs that go up to the platform where the pulpit is, and uh, I was I was out amongst the people, and I made my way up the stairs, and I tripped and almost fell, and um, no one saw it, <laughs> but I almost took a I almost took a header. Which would have been, which would have been wonderful. Um, so speaking of that, um, I, I, you know, I, I manuscript my sermons. <clears throat> I don't, excuse me, I don't always follow that manuscript. You know, I don't mm-hmm. read it most of the time. Um, but you know, it gives me. It's like a security blanket. If I lose track or I say a wrong word, um, I can immediately look down, figure out where I'm at, and then pick back up. Um, but there, there are some Sunday, like during the week, I would go into the, the pulpit and I would just run through it, try to get a, a length, a, you know, grasp on how long it was going to be, um, make sure, because like I would even put like pauses and um, stories and just make sure it flowed, right? But I'm also a guy who can't be still. Like I don't, I'm not still when I talk, I will pace back and forth. Um, and I always try to keep my hand on the one hand on the pulpit. So it's like my leash, right? I don't sure. know. Well, the thing was at Agape, we didn't have a pulpit. Like Dave would sit. Right. You had a music stand or a lectern, right? Yeah. yeah. So Dave would sit at a, a, a like a bar height table because he was so stinging tall. And then on a bar stool and he would preach from there. And so when I would preach, I would take that off the stage and I would use a music stand. Um, and so the thing, like you walk so far and then all of a sudden that music stand would just turn with you. So it didn't hold me in one spot. Right. And so I'm going, I'm going through my sermon and getting into it. Yeah, this. And I took a step to the side, forgetting where I was at on the stage and just stepped right off of it. (laughs) In your macho man costume, I hope. No, no, it was, that was jeans and a t-shirt. 
but uh, that was like a Friday morning and nobody was at the church, thankfully. But man, it was it was bad. Sad day for me. So embarrassing. And there was nobody there, so I don't know why it was embarrassing. I think my I think the one I remember the most was I, I I'm not really a joke teller in a pulpit, but apparently I've I've Obviously. served I've served or followed a few guys who were joke tellers. Um and so I remember I, I, I preached actually at the church I'm pastor now, but I I wasn't pastor there. I was I was a youth youth pastor there at the time. And I started I started my sermon with a joke and I basically just said this. I said, I don't know if all dogs go to heaven, but I know where cats go. And I pointed down and I got the groans and everything like that. And, I, you know, I go through it and and we used to do the, the receiving line at the end of the at the end of the sermon where the preacher walked to the back and, and said, you know, shook hands and talked to everybody as they left the sanctuary. And this woman comes up to me. She's still at the church now. I don't know if she remembers us, but she had a, you know, like, she does. You she know. had a pearl snap shirt on like a cowboy shirt. Right. And oh. she just, she just grabs from the collar with both her hands and rips it open. And I was like, I was all freaked out. I'm like, cover my eyes. But then underneath it, she has a t-shirt that's just covered with cats, <laughs> like all cats. And she's like, how dare you? My cats are like my family. I love my cats. Don't you ever say anything wrong about cats again? And she's up in my face, finger in my face, wagging at me. And I was like, I I'm so sorry. I, I have a cat. So I'm lying to her. I'm like, I, I love cats. How are you going to lie? Well, I thought she was going to hit me. I was I mean, scared. It was wrong. Yeah, but I ain't mad at you. I get it. I'm not saying it was right, but I understand. So I didn't say a joke forever in the poll, but I was I so scared I, to say a joke. I would be terrified to say a joke. <laughs> so I didn't do this, but a, a, a gentleman that I served alongside of at Agape, my first stint there, um, he was at that point the youth pastor. It was before I got there the first time, um, but he was the youth pastor at one point in time, and he had the youth up, and they were taking prayer requests, and um, youth group was a pretty decent size, and this one little girl, I say little, she had to have at least been in sixth grade. Um, she said, um, hey, could you pray for my horse? It died. And my grandma said that it's in heaven. And and the, the my friend goes, no. <laughs> horse isn't in heaven. And the little girl goes, yeah, it is. And, she, and he goes, no, it's not. And the little girl gets like, like she's ready to fight at this point. And she, she stomps her feet and she's like, look, my grandma says my horse is in heaven. So you're a liar. <laughs> and at this point, like a rational man, a rational youth pastor, which I understand those words don't always go That's an oxymoron. <laughs> well, I'm about to prove that, but... A rational person steps back and like, you know what? I am not talking to a rational person. Um, so we're just going to change the subject. But my boy didn't do that. He doubles down and goes, you know what? Grandma got her theology wrong. The only place that horse is, is the glue factory. Is this cat reformed? <laughs> I just... I just so I had messed up um, with, with a kid's group. I cannot, or I will not share on here 
um, what I said in case there are kids that listen. Um, but I felt horrible about it. I think you know the story I'm talking about. I think so. Um, I felt horrible about it because the parents were making fun of me for this and really cheering me because they didn't have to deal with it anymore. Um, but then my friend was like, hey, man, don't worry. I once told a girl that her horse that just died, it was like her, her family pet, and best friend was at the glue factory and then proceeded to tell me that story. And I thought, I don't know that I can ever top that. I just, that might be the faux pas of all faux pas. So I can top that because I know a guy that was a youth pastor and I will protect his name to protect the innocent um, who decided to take his youth ministry to the uh, strip club that was in the neighborhood from their church. Not no no no. Let, let me take that back. He was on the grounds of the strip club. They did not enter the building. They were there and they were handing out tracks to the people who the, the people who were entering the strip club and coming out and the dancers as they were going into work. They were handing them out tracks and they were praying for them and they're trying to get them to repent and to not go in. And the strip club called the police. And so as the cops show up, he tells his kids to scatter and run and he goes in a dumpster and hides the the youth pastor the youth pastor he ditched all his kids and he's hiding in a dumpster this youth event is a dumpster fight (laughs) well they took him in front of the church that following sunday which was i think this was a friday or a saturday that he did this with the youth and they just called him out on the carpet and fired him on the spot so not only did he go through that, he had to go through the public humiliation. And basically, they, you know, like it was like the deacons and the elders basically like called him a coward for ditching the kids and hiding in the dumpster. And then they fired him. Man. So I think that tops the glue factory. That might top the glue. Fa- Man, that is. Look, his heart was in the right spot. It was. He just, you know, rational. I think there's a thing having been an ex-youth pastor. There's a thing about rational and youth ministry that doesn't necessarily coincide all the time. The thing with that is youth ministry is so much shock, right? And I don't know that it should be. I've tried to get away from the But I wasn't that guy. I basically was like, if Calvin or Luther were youth pastors, that's what I was. I was boring. We didn't do any shock. Yeah, no. And so I I got out of the shock phase quick and, and went to more calvin and luther as well um maybe not as reformed as them but whatever uh but yeah something about youth pastors man and they they want to go for the and i i feel like i can make fun of it's like i can make fun of them because i am one um the shock and awe factor like we can't just present the gospel in a normal way no because kids won't we we don't think kids will listen you got to shoot a kid out of a potato cannon (laughs) now that dude if i had one that would shoot a kid out i guarantee you i would do that because i'm like my my boy up in Terre Haute dubs he his parents would let me too is the sad thing i'm we're gonna have to we're gonna make that work anyway but like we think that kids won't respond to the gospel presented in a normal fashion so we have to do something awe-inspired that's going to get kids to talk because instead of worrying about salvations and discipleship and 
insert correct thing here. It's like we were talking about last week. We're about butts in the seats. Mm-hmm. And if, yeah. a bunch of, if a bunch of middle and high school boys go to school, you know what my youth group did this week? Went to the strip club. Uh, you know what my youth pastor said this week? Susie's horses in the glue factory. Yeah. Uh, hey, did you hear what Pastor Andy said about certain holidays? Yeah. Come on over. Well, yeah, you know, it's such a, a shock and awe factor that like it and and as, as I can think as a middle school boy if if Ross who was my childhood best friend comes running in the band room cuz we are band nerds um comes running in the band room was like Andy we went to a strip club in youth I'm be like well, when's the next youth group meeting yeah, I'm there I know it's eight o'clock in the morning and we're supposed to be in math but you want to go to youth group now because we can go to youth group now well, you know, the, the shock and awe, I mean, not to, you know, the shock and awe is, is beyond even youth and children's ministry. I think it, I think it's, it's definitely a, that's the beta test area, if you will, for it, the, the testing grounds for it. But I mean, it's moved into big church, for lack of a better term. And I think that's why when, if you look at the results of things like League and Air and Lifeways, the State of Theology Survey, you know, all that shock and awe has brought really bad theology and bad doctrine and, and, a, and a misunderstanding of scripture, a misunderstanding of, of who God is, who Jesus is, and a, and a misunderstanding of the gospel. Wait, you mean to tell me that a grown man preaching, quote unquote, big church in a tank top and skinny jeans and laying on a couch telling his congregation that he is God isn't the correct way to do church? Depends on the conference you go to. Because <laughs> some guys will be like, well, that's how, that's how you get butts in the seat and you get budget and then you get baptisms. In that order. That's, that's the order. That's yeah. the order. That's the order Paul gave Timothy. And really to the baptism. Butts, budgets, and baptisms. <laughs> we could probably push baptisms down if we're being serious with that. Um, but yeah. So, so it's fun to laugh at these, and, and I've got one more that I'll share towards the end because it has nothing to do with youth ministry. Um, but like looking at this and the shock and awe factor and how we um, run our ministries, like we're all uh, there's always going to be screw ups, right? There's going to be slip ups. We're going to misspeak. We're human. You, yeah. you, you well, shake never, it off, you apologize, you, 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 you call out a mea culpa, then use that again for you. I'm, look, next, our next show, we might have a guest, our next one, we have a guest coming up, but if it's not that, the next show we have without a guest, I'm going to come up with the biggest, most, most nonsensical word, just so I look special. Well, at Hill Hipster Pod on the Twitter, hillhipsterpod at gmail.com if you want to help Andy out with yeah. what mea culpa means. Well, yeah, please. Well, yes, tell me. But also, if you have a big $5 word that you would like randomly used by me and assuming I can pronounce it and read it, uh, send it. I will work words. Be, so, so the guy that we're going to have on, speaking of that, um, we used to go to dinner every so often. We had this group, right? 
and it was him and his wife, me and Dr. Wife and another couple. And so we'd get to talking about different things and we'd be laughing and we're like, hey, $5 tomorrow if you can work this into your sermon. And it was all like, instead of saying now, say meow. <laughs> and that was the first one. We, and it, you know, you would think it's me and this other couple's husband and then him, right? The, uh, Bryce, the, the pastor. No, it's me, this other couple's wife and Bryce that are just the complete immature gurus. And then you have Dr. Wife and, and, and Courtney's husband and, and Bryce's wife who are all sitting there going, oh my goodness, these guys are idiots. But then the next morning he did it. Like he's up and he's in the main, like I thought that he would do two of them like in the beginning when he's not real serious. Right. No, my dude does them like in the middle where he's getting ready to punch people in the gut. <laughs> right? He's like, now listen here, like we're going to go this right meow, and then we're going to move over there. And then meow, I need you to listen to this. And like, like seven times and every time he would say it, I would giggle a little harder and Courtney would giggle a little harder. And finally his wife started giggling a little bit to the point that like on number six, I now owe him like 30 bucks. Money for sure. I'm, I'm milking, I'm milking that. Cause I used to have that same thing with somebody and I, I used to work notorious BIG lyrics into my sermon every once in a while as an Easter egg. Dude, Easter eggs and sermons are so much fun. I dropped a Hamilton Easter egg in one. And the piano player at the time of the church was the only one that caught it. And his head shot up and he about fell out of the, the pew. Um, and he's a big guy too. So watching that was priceless. So any more faux pas? What, what, what's... So I got one more that we're gonna, that'll tie us all together. Okay. All right. Bring it home. So I was a kid, right? I was middle school. Oh, that's right, because you were like Al Sharpton preacher. You were preaching it wasn't me, though. when you were a kid. Oh. I was, yeah. So um, I'm sitting by my grandfather, which me and me and Papa always got in trouble with Memo because we would talk and joke and um, we're immature. Imagine that. And the pastor was going on our little, in our little church in McHenry, Kentucky. He was talking about how every member of the church um, has a different job right? And some of us are, are going to do this, and some of us are going to do that, and we're going to all use our talents to, to spread the gospel and to, to realize, and we just need to realize that the church is one giant living, breathing, and what he meant to say was organism. Oh, I think I know what he said. Uh, but he was like, we are one giant living, breathing organism. But he didn't say organism, but it was or and then asm at the end. <laughs> um, and so it like all of a sudden you just we're, me and my granddad and my uncle were like prairie dogs. Like you just all see because we're sitting there and then we're just all like straight up looking around. Yeah, you can't you can't run from that. And so he didn't realize he said it. That's the best part. He had no clue. <laughs> no clue. So he's just going on. And it's uncontainable for about eight of us in the church. Me, my grandfather, and like six, seven more people were cackling. And then you look up at his wife in the second pew, and her face is a shade of red that I have never seen before on a human being. <laughs> and it, at, that, at that point, he realizes what he had said, 
and it was too late to do anything, so he kept going. But at the end of his sermon, the apology he gave was hilarious. But I say that to tie it all in with we are not perfect people at all. Yeah. So, and that's, uh, you know, I'm going to touch on that when I preach this week, when I talk about Jesus and Peter walking on the water. We, especially us as, as pastors and, and uh, sh- as shepherds and teachers, uh, husbands and dads, missionaries, whatever, like we are far from perfect and we are going to mess up and we're going to say things that we shouldn't say, uh, you know, they're just going to fly out. Uh, we are going to make decisions that in the moment look really good, like handing out bumper stickers. Let's say, you know, I love hot youth pastors or whatever happened. It was t-shirts. No, it was, they were, they were oh, stickers. The bumper stickers. Yeah. Um, well, that was a horrible choice by that gentleman and, and God loving, but whatever. Um, but we're going to do stupid things in, in a moment that we think, you know, this is a good idea. This is going to get a point across. We're going to, your, your buddy is going to take your his kids to, to a strip club because Ugh. those strippers need Jesus. And they absolutely they do. do. They do. But mistakes are going to be made. Uh, and They are. And we, we're, we're still going to make them. And, and I think. Want to put us on pedestals. Right. And so my advice to, to folks listening is, is take those, take your pastors off of those pedestals. I, I do believe that as pastors, we are, we are held to a different standard. Of, of accountability but we are human we're not superhuman we're not perfect and and if you want to do something for pastor appreciation month take your pastors off of those pedestals yeah and and pray for them I, I absolutely pray I, for your local church pastor i think one of the sweetest things that ever happened to me was one sunday um i had uh, a gentleman say hey you know you, you're pretty good in the pulpit you ever think about becoming a real pastor um and like my heart broke yeah, I was like, I, I am a real pastor. Uh, that was hurtful. I mean, I didn't say that to him, but you could see it on my face. Right. Um, so I was walking away, this sweet old lady, like everybody loves her, just the greatest. And she grabs my arm and she pulls me in real close. And she says, that was a wonderful message. And I just want you to know that I pray for you daily. And that that was probably the the greatest gift a church member has ever given me is I, you know, my sermon could have sucked. Yeah. She would have told me it was great. Like I, I'm not dumb. So I didn't even care about the accolades about the sermon because it's not my words. They're God's words. Um, but to know that your congregation is praying for you um, is on a whole new level and not praying that you're going to do what you want them to do. But like legit, you know, be with them, uh, you know, give him the words that need to be said, you know, pray for safety and things like that. Like those are legit things that we need because we are, we are fathers, we are husbands, we are friends. Like we are so much more than just somebody that preaches. And for a lot of us, it's a lonely gig. It very much is. You, you know, it, it is. It's a lonely gig. So that's my... My my suggestion to y'all with two weeks left, you don't have to go out and get your pastor an extravagant gift, but I, I give them a card, tell them they're, you know, pray, seriously pray for them, let them know you're praying for them, give them a, a word of encouragement, and, and just let them know that that you're there in the trenches with them. And I think that goes, that goes way further than getting, you know, a gift card to Lone Star or 
another book or, and don't give them the book you think they should read. Get them a book that you think they want to read. Don't, don't have an agenda in your pastor appreciation gift. Speaking of gifts, I, I got to close with this Sunday morning, this lovely lady who's, who's pretty new to our church. And uh, we, we've, we've hit it off pretty well. She's, she's been such a great addition to our church. She comes and she puts this plain brown bag with, but there's definitely something firm in it. She puts this plain brown bag in my hand and she's like, here. And I looked at her and I said, should we be meeting in the backside of the parking lot for this? Like this seems shady. <laughs> and so I, I had it all day and, and it was right before I went up, I, I brought it in the pulpit with me and it had a meeting after and I opened it up and it's a joke book. It is a book of, of pulpit appropriate jokes that she's given me. She's like, I hope this helps. <laughs> she just told you your jokes suck. Oh, absolutely. But I, I think I preface all my jokes with this isn't going to be good. That's phenomenal. And yes, that's a perfect note to close on. Yeah. So brother, what's, uh, you get the last word, brother. Uh, hold on. Hold on. It's not mea culpa. This Let's, is riveting radio. It is. And if I would have known this was going to happen, I would have been ready. Um, magnanimous. The last oh. is magnanimous. That's your, that's your $5 word of the week. Maybe that's a thing here. We're going to have a $5 word of the week here on the Hill. I literally Hamster. just Googled big words. And that's one that popped up. Well, again, if you want to reach out to us, we're on we're on Twitter. We're on the Bird app at at Hill Hipster Pod. You can email us at hillhipsterpod at gmail.com. Uh, we appreciate all of you that are that are listening and downloading. I know this is our 10th episode. We have about oh, 150 downloads. So I know we're small, but there's been a heck of a lot of fun. And I, I just I pray that we can continue to grow this. Looking forward to it, man. I love you. I love you too. So Andy, have a good week. You too. We'll um, see y'all next time. All right. With that, have a good week, everybody. Stay blessed. Good, 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 good.